Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Travel with Bez. My name is Bez and I am American, as you can hear by my accent, and I just want to give you a little bit of info about me and why I'm starting this podcast. So I was born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. Born and raised beach bum, hanging out at the beach all the time, surfing, going to school, going to the beach. That was my whole life. Ended up going to college in a landlocked state in Nashville, Tennessee. And I experienced living in the South. I would say Florida is not really the proper South. It's kind of a little bit different than the quote unquote like South Southern hospitality. So I'd say Nashville is the most Southern place I've lived culturally. And I lived there, went to school there. And while I was in college, I moved in between Nashville and New York City. I was going back and forth like every six months and living in each city. Um, And then I eventually ended up in Los Angeles, California, where I was living the last four years. I have now moved to the United Kingdom. I've moved to London and I am loving life here. It's one of my favorite cities I've ever lived in and I'm so happy that I chose to move here. Um, I am half Polish so I have dual citizenship. My mom is from Warsaw, Poland and I was born in America so I have a Polish passport and an American passport. So I said let me move to London before Brexit totally kicks in and establish my residency so I can live in London. Um, So I took that chance and moved here last August. I sold literally all my belongings and that included my car, clothes, bed, mattresses. Like there's so much stuff. I moved across the world and my mom was living with me at the time in LA and she decided to also move as well. She went back to Poland very briefly, realized after living 30 years in America that Poland was not really her jive anymore. So she moved back to Florida. So it was a pretty crazy time from August 2018 to end of October 2018. So, I mean, moving from Los Angeles to London is a feat, let alone doing it with your mother, let alone literally having never made a big move like this. Um, Oh, and I did it all in one month. I essentially decided in June 2018 that I was moving to London and the original date was October that I was supposed to move, but then I moved that up to August. I sold all my stuff, got rid of everything while like working um, and moved. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. I definitely agree or would encourage you to plan a little bit more time before moving across the world. But I did it. I had seven boxes of all my belongings and then my two suitcases. I took on the plane ride here. The plane ride here, I don't even remember it because it was just so insane. We were packing until uh, like a few hours before our flight. It was like, we still had stuff in our apartment in LA. um, And we were just putting it on the street and then got in the Uber and left to LAX. Like it was fucking crazy um and all my boxes were on their way to london so i live here i live in east london and i finally feel settled now it's may 2019 and i'm loving it um i have a so (laughs) the reason i've started this podcast and 
why you may have discovered me is because I have my Instagram called Travel with Bez. Um, I am a Sagittarius. I don't care if you don't like the Zodiac, I'm into it. Um, and Sagittarians love traveling. <laughs> and I mean, I've always loved traveling and the, the fact that my Zodiac sign complements that fact. It's just, I mean, it's a confirmation. So I love to travel. I've obviously lived a lot of places. I'm a serial travel slash mover. Um, and I have a lot of experiences I wanted to share. So I put them up on Instagram. I've been posting um, about some travels I've done in Portugal and uh, Mallorca, um, photos from Los Angeles. Um, and yeah, just I've gained a lot of knowledge about all the different places that I've lived. So I really post a lot about the four main cities I've lived in. Um, five, five, Jacksonville, Nashville, New York, LA, and London. Um, Cause I have literally, I think 30,000 pictures on my phone, something insane. Um, and so I, I've been posting info on that. Um, and I've met a lot of really awesome people through Instagram that I talk with and share tips on travel with. Um, however, I was finding it hard to kind of keep up with, say I saw someone who had recently been in a city I want to go to, let's say Barcelona. I see some people who tag Barcelona people that I follow and say, oh, I need to remember that account who went to Barcelona recently because I'm planning a trip to Barcelona and I, uh, I need some tips. But I was having a hard time remembering which Instagram posted what. And I was like, this is just absolutely insane. Um, I can only have so many DMs. Like I'm DMing so many different accounts asking for different things. It was so disorganized. And I was like, I need, there has to be like one place that I can have all these conversations going on. So I searched and I found this app called Flick. It's awesome. It's totally free. And it's basically, you're able to have group conversations in a super organized way. You can, I have a group called Travel Friends and you can make lots of different topics about different cities and um, packing tips and flight deals or other travel podcasts and post about it and have conversations about it and throw out a question to the group or start a new comment for the group and say, hey, I'm going here, who's been here? So then everyone who's in the group gets notified and say two people have been to that place, then they can comment back and say, hey, I've been here. So I have found it to be super awesome and being able to talk to people through the Instagram community and expand on the conversations that um, I'm having there beyond my DMs and my comments and actually have productive, constructive conversations, meet people in London and find people who, you know, people in the group who live in cities that I want to visit, hopefully maybe meeting them for a coffee when I go to that city. So it's been really inspiring and feels really supportive having this group of people and I just I just want everyone I want to have people from all over the world in this group because it's just so awesome and it's just an amazing travel resource instead of having 16,000 tabs on your computer open finding out where you should go in what city just being able to ask them so that's a big thing and part of my passion um is this travel group my Instagram and now this podcast um I wanted to start this podcast because obviously giving tips on all the places I've lived um, as well as just being able to expand on my Instagram posts. I have a lot to say about a lot of different things and I just want to share a little bit more. I mean, you getting to hear me in person um, 
kind of helps you connect and get, get to know me. And I just wanted to share that. I love the medium of podcasts. I listen to a ton of different podcasts. I listen to a ton of your podcasts out there um, who I find on Instagram. I've reached out to you. I listen to those. I think it's just so awesome how many podcasts are out there. So this is my little corner of the universe, um, the podcast universe. And I'm going to be sharing what I like. And if you connect with it, because everyone's travel experiences and their experiences and tips on different cities are all super different. So if you like what I'm into and et cetera, et cetera, you can subscribe to my podcast. And then I'm going to be, you know, sometimes talking about street art. I'm really into street art, um, music scene, venues, restaurants, uh, cool bars, you know, even expanding on if you want to move to London, like, hey, where's a cheap neighborhood to live in? I can help you with that because I had that experience. Same with LA and New York and Nashville. So I just have a lot to offer and I want you guys to have a place where you can kind of listen to my tips as well as going onto the Flick group after I post an episode and I will be posting um, pictures from the podcast. If it's a street art podcast, going to post pictures of the street artists I talk about into my flick group and you can talk to me one-on-one there um so yeah that is what travel with bez is going to be about and this first episode I think I'm going to cover street art I've mentioned street art quite a few times so uh, hold on tight it's coming up Alright, street art. I love street art. It is one of my most favorite things about a city. Um, Everything about the culture of it has always fascinated me. Even since I was a young kid, I was always into graffiti. I gravitated towards it. I always thought it was really cool and mysterious. Not that Jacksonville was well known for their graffiti. I was still into how different tags looked and I was like, that's an interesting world. So when I moved to New York for the first time, that's when real kind of street art became known to me. Um, I became informed on the history of, you know, Keith Haring, Jean-Michel Basquiat, um, people who tagged all the trains in the New York subway in the 70s, um, and just got to witness a lot of the most amazing global street artists putting their pieces up in New York. So I started exploring um, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Manhattan, everywhere looking for pieces that I love, but I never actually really knew the names of these artists. Uh, I just kind of knew their styles and I had an idea of who had done what pieces, but I mean, other than Banksy, I didn't really know much. Fast forward to moving to LA, another huge global street art spot. There are so many murals um, in LA, especially if you go to to downtown Los Angeles, the arts district, there is, I mean, world-class murals that buildings actually, you know, almost fighting over giving up their walls for people to paint over. It's not a culture of hidden spray painting. It's very much like, oh my gosh, we want street artists to tag our walls to do murals on our walls commission these pieces because people come take pictures in front of them um there's I mean gosh so many iconic artists in LA that you can probably don't even know that 
are such iconic street artists, but you probably recognize um, their work. So moving to London is where I finally kind of started to get to know like what what exactly is this world of street arts? Who are, who are these people um, doing this in the middle of the day or in the nighttime? What is this culture? So I just really wanted to get more informed on what pieces I was seeing on the street. And what I can say is I had no idea what I was in for. I decided to take a free street art walking tour that started in Whitechapel in East London. Whitechapel is the famous area, famous, I don't know, for the best reasons, but famous for being where Jack the Ripper um, killed all those people, um, which I just found out he was Polish and I'm Polish, so bummer, hey, but we have Chopin. Anyways, I went on this tour. It was two and a half hours and I was just opened up to a whole world that I didn't even know existed in regards to how street artists talk with each other, um, the message behind their pieces, the reason that they, you know, use certain colors or certain symbols. Um, so that just really opened up my whole world that I had no idea about. So this two hour tour, it's pay what you want. If you're ever in London, um, Los Angeles has them too. I definitely recommend doing this tour. It, um, it's, I think free walking tours by foot. Just Google street art tours, London and you will find it. Um, let's see, where do I even start with this? There's so, so many, so many ways to start with this. Um, the first artist I wanna talk about is one of my favorites. He's absolutely amazing. Um, and his works in person are bananas. And I'm gonna be posting these artists, pictures of their work, in the, or in, sorry, in the Flick group that I have, that'll be in the show notes. Um, so you can see what I'm talking about. So the first artist I wanna talk about is, drum roll, Shock One. Shock One is spelled S-H-O-K dash number one. Shock One is, basically he spray paints x-rays. So he was just a guy he was into art. He wanted to spray paint x-rays. I can't remember the exact whole history of it. Um, all I know is his spray painting is done freehand and these murals straight up look like a picture of an x-ray on a wall. Um, but he spray paints them freehand and he wanted to get his technique so good that he went to do a semester in like x-rays. I forget what that's called, but he basically went to school to learn about x-rays, to be get close and up personal to x-rays, get to study them so he could paint them better. And let me tell you, like, it is just unbelievable some of his works. Um, the first one I saw in London was, an, it's an x-ray of a hand reaching out to like a crushed Coke can and the Coke can is like an x-ray of a Coke can. And I'm gonna post pictures of this in the Flick group because it is just unbe unbelievable when you see it, you can't believe that he does this freehand with a spray can. So he is definitely one of the most talented and amazing artists. Um, I believe, I think, was it the brand Bally? Let me see. Um, someone did a shoe collaboration with him. Um, 
yes, it was Bally. Um, Bally, the designer, did a collaboration with Shock One and has a lot of um, his famous, uh, like the rock, he does a rock on x-rayed hand like doing the rock on sign um on their backpacks and some of their sneakers and it's just really awesome so th those are expensive but they're freaking awesome and i'd love to buy one one day um also the producer swiss beats is a big fan of shock one and buys his work so he's pretty famous he's not really that underground um, but I first discovered his work a few years ago, so I don't know if he was underground then and if he just blew up in the last couple years, because that's when I started seeing all, like, Swiss Beats and Bally putting him, him on. Um, but yeah, Shock One. Definitely check him out. The second artist I want to talk to, again, has insane skill, is an artist named Fanakapan. That's F-A-N-A-K-A-P-A-N. He does these giant murals of silver helium balloons. You know those balloons that you write letters with? Like you say happy birthday and it's spelled out in balloons. So he does murals of like helium balloon art. They're 2D murals, but they look 3D. When you see them on a wall, you think there's three giant balloons there. It is just incredible. Again, he is also freehand with the spray can. And I don't, I don't know how these guys do it, but his work is just awesome. Um, he's done stuff that it kind of reminds me of Jeff Koons, if you're familiar with him. Um, reminds me of him. Fanakapan has pieces in Brick Lane, a lot of pieces in Brick Lane, actually, um, as well as all over the world. I've seen him on his Instagram, like going all over the place. Um, he did one of a SpongeBob helium balloon that is one of my favorites. Um, he actually also does commission work, so you can buy his pieces. Um, so yeah, check out Fanakapan. Again, I'm going to post pictures of that in the fleet group. Next artist that is one of my favorite ones, and I've actually DM'd him a lot on Instagram. I sometimes become friends with these artists just by liking their work and messaging and commenting, and they get back to me, um, which I think is really cool. Um, so the artist, oh my gosh, train of thought. The artist I want to talk about is named Gregos, G-R-E-G-O-S. He is French, and is that insulting to do an accent like that? whatever. Uh, his name is Gregos and he, you might've seen his works because he has them in New York, Paris, London, Los Angeles. He's all over the world. He basically takes a mold of his face and paints it and sticks it on walls. So if you've seen a face stuck on a wall, usually he has one with his like tongue sticking out. He makes funny faces. Obviously his eyes are open cause he's casting his own face in plaster. So he has his eyes closed. Um, he has one where he's kind of blowing his cheeks out like a balloon. Um, if you've seen these, his name is Gregos, and it's kind of funny because he has some kind of formula for the glue that he uses to stick these faces on the walls that is impossible to get his, his face off the wall. Um, it's kind of become a thing, like, if you can ever get a Gregos face off a wall, like, that is a huge feat in street art, like to get one of his pieces if you could yank it off a wall. I don't recommend you do, but there are people who are determined to get one of his pieces off a wall because they're just stuck on there so damn hard and you can't just can't get them off. And you'll see some, they'll have chips all over them, <laughs> people trying to get them off. Um, I saw one that was, it, it's like in the knot of a tree. He like stuck 
a face in a tree and then the tree's kind of grown around it so that's pretty cool he has one where he stuck one of his faces like amongst a bunch of cobblestones so his face is like one of the cobblestones um so you'll see a lot of his works in los angeles new york london and paris um you'll see really a lot in paris since he's is french um and yeah he's really funny he's super friendly he has some of his he takes these spray cans like use spray cans he has his and turns it into a work of art he almost recycles his old spray cans into a piece of art that you can buy and I've dm'd him because I'm interested in buying one and he's responded and he's like yeah just like whenever you want one let me know um so I'm definitely want I want to buy one of his pieces one day so that's Gregos if you've ever been curious of what those faces were stuck all around um on walls everywhere um, and let's see, <sighs> this guy. So if you live in London, you've definitely seen a mushroom on top of a building. Um, they are everywhere, especially in East London. Um, they're colorful mushrooms. They're like on top of a building on a corner. And if you've seen one, this mysterious artist is named Christian Nagel. Um, the reason I learned his name was because I went on a street art tour. Otherwise, there's no way to really know his name. I guess if you Google mushroom street artist, but usually the way you know who's done a piece is they'll tag their name somewhere on their mural. Um, but since these are mushrooms up on, on a roof, you can't really see whose name it is. Um, so I, I recently actually put on my Instagram a picture of the mushroom and I tagged him and I had some people DM me like, oh my God, thank you for tagging him. Like I have always wanted to know who this mushroom guy was. So his name is Christian Nagel. Find him on Instagram. He's from South Africa and he, like I said, does these colorful mushrooms, puts them on top of buildings. They're really fun. Um, there's some in Los Angeles as well. Um, so they're also around the world, not just London. And one of my favorite stories I learned was there was one of the mushrooms on the roof across from the police station in East London. And basically he rented a cherry picker in a high vis jacket and he, in plain sight in front of this police station, very tongue in cheek, put his mushroom up, but he looked like a construction worker. So he was an artist installing his art illegally but no one stopped him because it looked like he was just doing some work on the roof. So I love that. I love that story about him. It's a fun little insight um, into street artists and the things they do that we have no idea. Um, so that's a fun story. And um, another reason I definitely encourage you to go on the street art tour because you get an insight into these, their journey and where they came from and their style and how certain pieces get to certain places. One thing I will say about East London is there is so much art because although street painting on buildings is illegal, um, it's not really enforced. Like, no one stops them. So you'll see people painting in broad daylight, which is really cool. If you come to London, I... Besides the walking street art tour, you can take yourself on your own little street art tour. Um... But I just, I would say get off at Shoreditch High Street on the overground and just start walking around the area. It's right by Brick Lane. All around Commercial Street, the Truman Brewery. It's, there's so many shops and cafes you can go to, but then just walk around the area and look at the detail of the different kinds of graffiti, which I learned about. It's not only paintings, but paste ups. Um, Paste-ups originated 
from basically countries where it's super dangerous to do street art. Um, a lot of places in South America, it's like you can go to prison forever. Uh, I don't know forever, but you can go to prison for a long ass time if you do street art there. So they had to find a way to do something fast. And if you're spray painting and want to get up a really nice piece of art, you can't take the time to spray paint it. So they would print up pictures and then paste it up with a, a glue that's kind of mixed of water and wheat. Um, so that's something you can slap up on a building really quick and run away. That's actually how Shepard Fairey, who did Obama's Hope poster and the whole Obey brand, brand that's Shepard Fairey. That's how he got started with doing paste-ups. So you learn about paste-ups, learn about stickers. Some artists um, just, there's, um, I don't know the artist's name, but he'll just like glue like artificial roses on the buildings. Um, <clears throat> so you can just see there's so many different kinds of artists and their little signatures and the different mediums they use, stickers, paste-ups, gluing stuff to buildings, stencils, obviously the most famous stencil artist being Banksy. You can see, you know, there's lots of other different stencil artists who have pieces all around and that's another way to do things really quickly, kind of like the paste-ups. Um, and then there's people who do straight up just classic graffiti tags like you might imagine what you think of when you think of graffiti um even though street art and graffiti are kind of the same things when I think of the word graffiti I think of like a tag or a name tag and that stylistic you know stylistic graffiti way when I think of street art I think of murals but I mean it's really all the same um so just walk around shortage and brick lane take a look details look up and down look at the bottom look up look around there's a lot of artists are known kind of like christian nagel for putting things in places you wouldn't usually look like on the top of a mushroom on top of a roof so make sure you look at the ground make sure you look in, in little cracks and crevices um you'll there are these um walls where there's just so many different little things going on and if you walk past it you'll see a couple of little pieces but when you start looking really close you start to you know there's a hundred different street artists on one little thing because they're doing tiny pieces all kind of clustered together all these different artists so definitely walk around and check that out another area that you can see street art that it's it's done legally so it's called the vaults in london it's near south bank um and, and it's near house of vans in london um it's called the vault and it's basically a tunnel where street artists can paint in broad daylight and they don't get in trouble it's totally legal <laughs> maybe not as cool since it is legal but there's still a lot of really great pieces there awesome place to get your insta pics um and just a cool sight to see in london it's totally free you don't see as much street art going into West London. They are much more strict on patrolling the area. Like I said, it's illegal everywhere, but they just don't enforce the legality, illegality of it when artists paint in East London, because that's kind of part of the culture. But in West London and South Bank, you don't really see any graffiti except for in the vaults or in the skate park, which is a world famous skate park. Um, I definitely recommend checking that out as well. Um, a couple other interesting things to know is I learned that when you see the word toy written over a piece of graffiti or street art, that implies that the street art community is responding to this artist saying that they're a sellout. Toy means your art's been dumbed down to the point 
of, you know, a kid, a stupid kid, you know, can digest it, it's mass produced, it's not intelligent, it's toy. So if you see that tagged over a piece, that's not a compliment. The first time I learned about that was when I saw the word toy written over an artist named Malarco's mural. Malarco, he's one of my favorites. It's spelled M-A-L-A-R-K-O. You can find him on Instagram. He had an exhibit, I forget at what museum, but he had an exhibit and um, some of the artists in the community thought he was a sellout and that he shouldn't be making money off of it. I don't agree. I think you should be able to make money off your art. That's great. If you can make money off your art, that's why I, I like Banksy, um, which maybe some diehard street art fans think is controversial, but I love it all. Making art to make money or not make money, whatever. Do you, boo. So I saw the word toy tagged over this Malarco. So that's how I learned who that was. Lastly, a hidden tip I always tell people to do is go see street art at nighttime. Go to Brick Lane at nighttime. Oh, Brixton in South London. Go there in the day or nighttime. That's where the famous David Bowie mural is since David Bowie was from Brixton. Go down there and see when all the shop fronts close. The front of the shops in London and in lots of other cities, but in London, they pull down the closing of the shop front. And that is where a lot of real estate that shops will let street artists paint on. Um, so they're rolled up in the daytime because the shop is open, but when it, when it closed, they come down and there's all these other murals on these shop fronts that are hidden all day. So go at nighttime and you'll see twice as much art. Um, and that's it. I'm probably gonna have to do another episode on street art because there are so many artists that I love and their messaging is so cool and I wanna share more of it. Um, but this first episode on it, is you know it's the first one i'm gonna do another one though too thank you for listening thank you so much for listening i'm super happy about this i'm super excited i hope you learned something about street art in london if you have any artists that you think i should check out whether they do work in london or not i'd love to follow them on instagram or if you think that i've missed a great place to see street art in london let me know and yeah connect with me i'm gonna be posting the art of all of the artists that i spoke about in my flick flick group travel friends which you can find in my show notes and i will be posting another podcast putting up another podcast next week every tuesday i'm gonna be putting one up so i hope you liked this and i will catch you guys next time